0: special 50th episode, I'm talking to Ashley and Dennis of the Green Light Project. I think you're going to really enjoy this conversation. You're listening to Bite Me, the show about edibles where I help you take control of your high life. I'm your host Marge. Thank you for being here. Let's get into it. Hey everyone and Ashley and Dennis have joined me here today from the Green Light Project and I'm super excited to have them both here with me. To chat about what they're doing and their cookbook and all things edibles. So if you guys just want to say hi, what's going on, guys? Super
1: happy to be here. Thank you so much, March.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. And you guys are in sunny California, right? Yes. I'm, uh, yes, I'm a little a little jealous about that. We've had some hot weather here, but it's gotten cold again. So <laughs> I mean, guys... I would I wouldn't mind being in Canada right now. Yeah, welfare. fair. Yeah,
2: all things the fair.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'll just say. So just to get started, you guys are, you have a cookbook called Smoke from the Pot, which is amazing. And you have the Green Light Project. We discovered each other, I guess, through Instagram. And I was just hoping you could tell tell everyone a bit more about the Green Light Project and what you guys are doing.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. Um, So with Greenlight Project, that actually uh, came out of us creating the cookbook, Smoke from the Pot. And so Dennis and I are are kindergarten classmates. So we go way, way, way back. And um, him being an author, he had this idea. He's like, yo, I want to write a cookbook. And then he's like, I want to write a cannabis infused cookbook. And my background and history that I had within the industry at the time, it just, it, it made sense. Literally a light went off. And um, as we were in the process of producing the cookbook, Smoke from the Pot, uh, we wanted to have an event to be able to like showcase the recipes that we've created in here. And um, that's where Greenlight Project started in terms of uh, creating events and then doing infused catering.
0: Okay. That's pretty cool. So you guys were both into cooking, but then you decided to take it a step further with the infusions, which I like because I feel like I'm the same kind of, uh, have the same kind of interest, if you will, because I didn't really get into cooking too much or baking, especially until I started to infuse everything. Mm. Um, I guess you guys aren't doing too many events right now. Or are you starting to have more events?
2: Not yet. So we, we do want to get back to our events prior to everything happening with COVID-19. Mm-hmm. We were definitely definitely rolling with our events. We had just finished doing uh, 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 what was E-puff, e- yeah, E-Puff and Paint, uh, which was really awesome. We had an instructor come out and actually show people how to um, help them with their painting and everything. It was really awesome. And we had the edibles and you had the ability to smoke and kind of create an entire vibe. So we would love to get back to it. Mm-hmm. but not not yet not yet uh we have to figure that out that, that is definitely on our to-do list though soon a
0: puff and paint sounds awesome and i could see how how that would be super popular because i've been to some of those uh, spirits and splatters or ones like that where mm-hmm. you get to the drink mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. a puff and paint how come nobody's thought of that before wow they don't have that in canada yet I, uh well it's possible that they do i just haven't seen it there's none where i'm living i'm not okay. too far from toronto so there's always i mean there's bigger cities Bigger Mm possibilities. So maybe there's some there, but what a great idea. I love it. I know, Marge. Yeah. Uh. (laughs) Yeah. So, why did you guys get into doing edibles in the first place?
1: For me, it is um, I have my dad's side, they have a a background in catering. Uh, My dad's a chef, owns a catering company. And um, even on my mom's side, my grandmother cooks a lot. And so for me, it was just a creative way to consume. Um, And so everybody eats food, but not everybody smokes. And so being able to show people a different perspective when it came to consuming cannabis.
0: That sounds really good because I also feel like I used to smoke a lot more than I do now. And the edibles really changed everything for me. Yeah. What about you, Dennis?
2: Uh, Mine is similar. My family doesn't have the catering background, but my curiosity came in just a different way of consuming cannabis. And it was really being able to hop in the kitchen and like create some of my favorite dishes is is definitely something that's uh, really lured me into it a lot more.
0: Right. Do you, and do you find, do you prefer edibles over smoking yourselves? Me? (laughs) <laughs> it's like, okay it's uh, okay if you don't like you
1: know? yes and no and I, I don't know it's a it's crazy because I don't necessarily I don't consume really uh too often it has to be a specific situation and so I'm always super grateful uh for Dennis because he really he takes it on when we're doing the creations for the cookbook like I'll taste it and you know have one bite to make sure it's okay but um, in terms of like that extensive part, then it's definitely, uh, you know, takes the burden on that, on that for the team. But, um, yeah, I, I, I do, it just is, it's situational. Like if I, you know, want to just be medicated really quick, um, then maybe I'll like consume with the vape pen. Um, but in terms of like long-term, if I'm trying to go to sleep, like, okay, yeah, let me have a, a cookie or
2: something like mm-hmm.
0: that. Yeah. And what about you, Dennis? Are you, are you a big edibles person or do you smoke more?
2: So at the moment, um, I do smoke more, Mm -hmm. but mine is, is, it's kind of like what I actually said, it's situational. So it's, it's getting to a point now where it's, it's really being able to kind of control your own dosage and have that be mindful of it. But also knowing like there's a time and place for everything. So like you don't necessarily want to have an edible, um, at certain times like you like i actually said like if you're going to go to sleep or something like that uh you need something that's going to help you it, it's definitely beneficial for that uh, mm-hmm. the smoking however is still a little bit more social honestly mm-hmm. it's still a little bit more social and then also yeah. um the the more immediate um effects as well so like with edibles, you know you have to wait like an hour sometimes before you actually feel mm-hmm. it uh compared to sometimes you're in the moment or you want to be you want to be medicated in the moment that smoking is a, a better option. So for me it's is I do I do waver cuz sometimes I I'll stop smoking and I'm like okay I'm only doing edibles and making sure that I'm mindful mm-hmm. of that as well. So it isn't very much so situational.
0: Yeah, and that totally makes sense. Of course there's no judgment. People use cannabis however that it fits best in their own lifestyle. I per- yeah. and I agree with that too because with edibles it is Longer lasting and it can sometimes hit harder. I tend to use them more in the evenings myself, mm-hmm. because if if I eat an edible like in the morning or during the day, uh, I don't usually get too much done, so mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah. try to avoid that. And of course, if you're smoking too, it usually you know hits you faster and doesn't last as long, so it's a little easier to time if you have if you have stuff to do. But yeah, yeah. so for sure. Um, do you have a favorite edible to make? I mean you've got Only so one? The that you guys put out has so many amazing things in it. I'm just gonna say right I gotta pick one. Oh
1: thank you no. so much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to you can have more than one if you
1: wish. Okay. Uh if I if I were to pick one right now for me, mm-hmm. it would be the uh can of chocolate chip cookies that we have. Those are mm-hmm. one of our the can of chocolate chip cookies, So just regular mm-hmm. chocolate chip cookies. But um, those are one of the most popular um, ordered items. And so, like, it's in 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 tune become one of my favorite dishes to make right now.
0: Right.
2: Mine is a little different. It's not really a dessert. Um, but this is, like, the, the beautiful part of, like, the cookbook and learning how to cook with cannabis is you can kind of put it in anything. So, mine are still, like, my favorite dishes in general. So, mine are definitely shrimp enchilada. Oh, I love okay. making shrimp enchilada. Or I'll do um, guacamole still. That's still like a a go-to and a favorite for me.
0: That's pretty interesting. I'm not surprised that you said guacamole, too, because I saw in your book that you are a self-proclaimed guacamole expert. Absolutely. And honestly, guacamole is delicious. The shrimp enchilada sounds really nice, too. And a, a classic chocolate chip cookie, the nice thing about that as well is it's... Very shareable. You can make a whole batch and then, you know, yeah. you give them to friends and family and stuff and it's, it makes a nice dessert. So you can always have the shrimp enchiladas and then a cookie for dessert if you really want to like up that dose. But yeah. 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 And so are you guys like testing these recipes out in your own kitchen?
1: Yes. Yeah, yes. Um, <laughs> the The first time we did it or the first se- several sessions that we had, it was the summer of, uh, 2018 and in LA in the summer, it, it gets pretty hot. Um, so that I, I always just reflect back to like how hot it was in the kitchen when we were cooking and, and really, um, just looking to create it and, and produce this product.
0: Very yeah. nice. So most of the people who listen to this show are just home cooks, people who like to spend time in their kitchen. Uh, they don't have any professional designations or anything like that. So nice. considering that, what would you say if someone wants to make edibles, what would be your top tip for the home cook?
1: Hmm. That, now nah, that's a, that's a good question. Uh, because, and, that, and that's one of the reasons why we created the the cookbook. Because mm-hmm. even with my experience in the industry, I was able to see a disconnect between the industry and the consumer when it came to education about dosage, when it came to education about, you know, what's actually in the product, what the product is. Um, So the book is, you know, specifically a a simple guide to being able to help people who want to cook at home, cook at home. Mm -hmm. And for me, it would be always set a timer. (laughs) I know it sounds so simple, but that uh, is, is something that is, it's really crucial, crucial, especially, you know, you may be uh, medicating while you're cooking, you may have already medicated, having those factors in there, don't don't rely on your own self timer.
0: Okay, so when you say set a timer, like when you're like putting stuff in the oven, or to bake or that kind of thing?
1: Yep, yep, absolutely. Or if you're like creating the uh, the infusion yourself at home, uh, like making the oil or making the butter, uh, you know, making sure that you're stirring it consistently, and I think that was a uh, Dennis, one of Dennis's tips.
2: Yeah, that's that that's definitely that. my biggest one because um, we learned it we learned it the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so definitely keeping that timer when you're actually infusing like your butter or your oil is mm-hmm. really important because you want to make sure that you aren't like. You aren't overcooking or or burning the cannabis that you're actually infusing in it as well. So being mindful of it and and just being consistent as well.
0: Yeah, that is good advice. Cause you're right. It's pretty easy to get distracted. Like whether you're medicated or not while you're in the kitchen cooking, it's pretty easy to get distracted doing other things or if you're doing a multi step process or whatever, next thing you know you're like, Yes, how long has that been in there for? And then you're <laughs> just second guessing everything and then it's it's sort of a waste of time in the end, right? So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And a nice thing is too, is a timer is a very accessible tool for anybody. Like it's probably on your stove or you can buy a $5 timer from the store or whatever. So mm-hmm. that is a good tip. Do you have any kitchen tools that you can't live without besides your timer? Of course.
2: So I do mine. Um, mine is a little, I guess I kind of cheated. Cause I have two. So I'm <laughs> a, <laughs> uh, definitely a cookbook. I, I do. It's a tool for me because although we have our own cookbook, um being able to always reference something else. Um even if it's not our cookbook, if we're diving into another cookbook just to be able to get ideas for recipes, uh just to be able to to take those recipes even for other cookbooks and infuse them or anything, but having a cookbook is definitely a tool. And then um it's a simple one, but tongs as well. Just being able to have my tongs is like crucial for me.
0: Okay. Nice and Ashley, do you have any tools you can't live without?
1: Man, I I would say uh a mixer. Uh, Uh, I do a lot of baking and it just makes my life a lot easier. And the, and the quality of the product is a lot better.
0: It does save a lot of time. And I've been using my mixer a lot lately too, in part because I've, uh, I guess at the beginning of COVID, I like many other people got into making bread. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> i finally cracked the code on the sourdough yesterday so it was a very Aww. exciting day for me but uh oh, that
1: sounds lovely
0: <laughs> yeah and tongs also fantastic but i really like dennis that you mentioned the cookbooks because i personally love using cookbooks and for folks like yourselves who are you know obviously very adept in the kitchen it's nice to hear that you're still using cookbooks as a reference guide mm-hmm. do you have any favorite cookbooks whether they're like cannabis cookbooks or not.
2: I mean, I'm a little biased, you know, cause my favorite one is definitely ours. Um,
0: <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, but I think for me is, it's the fact that we do introduce you to cooking with cannabis. We introduce you to how to infuse your oils and butters. And, but then we also, in the beginning of the cookbook, we actually give you a little bit of history about cannabis and how it's been used throughout the time and like the medicinal benefits and everything as well. So, I am biased, but that that's right now it is my favorite cookbook though. So.
0: Right. Yeah. And I did I did read the introduction and everything. I haven't tried any recipes yet, but I think I have to try the guacamole, of course. Yeah. And the chocolate chip cookies, because I'm a huge fan of the chocolate chip cookie myself. So I'll be definitely trying those ones out.
1: I can't um, wait to hear about it. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah,
0: of course. Uh, do you have any do's or don'ts for the home chef or the home cook?
2: Do's or don'ts. I guess it's kind of related to what Ashley was saying before, and it's a simple one. But those don't try to go into the kitchen without having some type of plan, or or like having that timer or anything, mm-hmm. because you'll go in there and you'll end up like missing something. Um, I can attest to times where I've had to make the cookies because I'm not a real baker. I, I definitely can cook. I can hop in the kitchen. And I can do my thing. I'm not necessarily a baker. And mm-hmm. so when I, if I'm missing something, um, Ashley has pointed out, um, I think you're missing this. And she's right, because I was trying to go from like memory or something like that. But having a plan when I go into the kitchen of what I want to do um, for the ultimate outcome.
0: Yeah, um, I think yeah. that's pretty important, too, because I've similarly I've made that mistake where I'm I'm working from a recipe, but I didn't read it through fully before I went to buy ingredients or go into the kitchen to make it. And then you realize you're missing something crucial or you've skipped a step or you didn't read it properly. And it's t- going to take twice as long as you thought. And that can uh, always derail your plans a little bit. So having a plan, I would say also includes reading through the recipe fully before you decide to try and try and make it. Yeah. No, nah,
1: yeah. absolutely. That's good. You? I mean, uh, it would be make like, Especially when it comes to consuming edibles and creating mm-hmm. the edibles, less is more. Mm-hmm. Um, less is more, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's always good advice because I'm always shocked at the number of of people that i that I come across that talk about how they just went ahead and consumed like a crazy dose of yeah. mm-hmm. cannabis infused edibles, and then they get really high. And by that point, it's, it's too late. I don't, yeah. (laughs) It always surprises me because some people just feel like, oh, I smoke a lot of, I smoke a lot, so it'll translate, but it really doesn't. It's completely different. So, yeah. And Mm -hmm. I think we've all had that time when we've gotten too high, maybe more than once. I know I certainly have. Oh, man. Uh, It sounds like you two have also possibly (laughs) experienced that. (laughs) Do you have a Mm -hmm. time that you want to share when that happened to you? Maybe what you did. In that case,
1: yes, I'm. I'm trying to think of uh, just one specifically, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I wish I could say I
0: learned the lesson just you know after one time. But yeah, I've I've done it. Well, <laughs> and,
1: and that's one of the things, um, especially with new consumers, that I really you know try and hone in on um, because of my experience, and I know that a lot of times it can be something that completely turns people off to edibles uh because of you know that that first negative experience and like mm-hmm. I understand and I was there. Uh so I make sure to you know try and educate them on um the dosage amount and and consume less is more uh always but for me it was uh back in college at the time I was watching the show Weeds and Right. I remember that show. Yeah, it's so crazy because this was like before my whole cannabis career venture. And I didn't really know. I just thought like, oh, this is so cool. Mm -hmm. But uh, they had a specific episode uh, on edibles and going into a dispensary. And this is before I had ever experienced that. And I was like, man, you can eat a lollipop and like be medicated. This is cool. And so I came back to uh, L.A. and uh, my cousin took me to go get my uh, medical card and I went to the dispensary. I got a lollipop and I also got a brownie. And so, of course, I'm sure they told me like, hey, like, make sure you like don't eat all this at one time. But uh, I started to consume it, you know, waited maybe like 30 minutes or so. I'm like, man, I don't feel I going not feel anything. And I was like, man, I'm going to eat some more. It doesn't taste like oh, no. good, but I'm mm-hmm. still going to eat some more because I don't feel anything. And um yeah, I was extremely, extremely medicated. And uh, (laughs) all I wanted to do was go to sleep. Right.
0: But that's not such a bad outcome, though. You didn't have a panic attack or anything like that, because it can certainly be really unpleasant when you do that. Yeah, maybe
1: not um, outside of my outside of my mind. But yeah, it was (laughs) it was definitely oh man.
0: Yeah, it's not a nice feeling. Different Do you know how experience. many milligrams, everything, like the stuff that you were taking? Was at the? Yeah. Point? Man, and it, what's
1: crazy is that it was so long ago to where like, I'm sure, you know, maybe it had it, but it wasn't accurate. But it, it definitely was over 100. And that's oh, insane. Wow. Because yeah, now I can't eat it. Five is like, all right, hold on. That's a little
0: too much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 100 is a pretty hefty dose for most people, I would say so did you just sleep it off then
1: yeah and I was definitely high for a couple days I I woke up like oh man this I'm still this is not okay
0: yeah Um, Yeah.
1: and I just wish I knew at the time that consuming a lemon concentrate anything with lemon in it would help defuse uh the situation in terms of the the reactors uh in my in my brain. yes
0: i've been told the same about lemon and black pepper as well and cbd mm. can help yes. mitigate mm-hmm. any yeah. anxiety but i've never actually tried any of those it's been a while since i've done that to myself but i i don't think i haven't had the chance to try it out so it's always anecdotal i've never known i needed anybody to tell me oh i got too high and then i tried lemon and it you know helped wow. bring me down so yes yeah i've done that Yeah. Yeah. And what about you, Dennis? Do you have a time where you found yourself a little bit too medicated?
2: Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you two, where I have a few times where I ended up uh, learning the hard way again. Uh, Mine was similar to Ashley, where it's like you try something and um, a little bit later, you're just, oh, it's still not hitting me. Um, Let me eat some more. And for me, and mine was uh, also really delicious as well. So I was eating red velvet cake.
1: Oh, um, <laughs> Yeah. yeah it, right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, but similar to Ashley as well, like it, it just, you, you're over medicated. You, you took more than you should have. And you really, I really felt like I wanted to sleep it off. Um, I, in one of my situations, I also did wake up the next day, still feeling high as well. Um, but it's, it's, it's it hasn't been as bad as I've seen other people actually. So I've been a part of other people's experience where they yeah. have also over medicated. Um and it is it's a little bit it's a little bit worse. Um and like I actually said, it's, it's really just a matter of over over I'm sorry, of overdosing, uh or over medicating mm-hmm. really. Um uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's it's really being mindful of that and less is more. Uh one thing that I did learn in my experience is you can either you can either infuse your, your edible less, you know, like if you just have a low dosage over a, a big piece, like say you mm-hmm. do like a, a sweet potato pie or something, you can have a low dosage in the overall thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So you have it's less is more, or if it is a high dosage in the overall pie, then you do get less portion. You, you do a little bit more portion control,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know, but it's definitely something to be mindful of. Cause like, what, like you said, once you go up there, it's hard to come back down. <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, usually you just have to wait it out, and then, yeah. but it's pretty unpleasant while you're waiting. And like you said, Dennis, I've been with people who have taken too many edibles, and then they're experiencing these really unpleasant feelings, oh, and you feel kind of helpless because I mean, what can you do except just help calm them down and help them wait mm-hmm. it out and suggest that they sleep and you know that kind of thing. There's not really a whole lot you can do.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so dosing is always so important, but I really do like. Personally, maybe dosing a little lower, and then that way, if you want the second cookie or you want a second slice Mm -hmm. of pie or or whatever the case might be, you can have it instead of being instead of you know a more powerful dose, and then being like, well, I can only have a sliver right now. I I might prefer the lower dose. Yeah, no,
1: absolutely. Have you checked out um, uh, cooked with cannabis? The uh, TV show, yeah the, the show on Netflix.
0: It, yeah, I've only seen one episode so far. Okay. Yeah, have they you it just is,
1: no, I haven't. Oh Dennis, you have? Yeah, I did. Oh, nice. Yeah, no, nah, I've only seen a couple episodes. But what I did like about that one in comparison to um I think it was like cooking on high, is that they do focus on microdosing. Um mm-hmm. so the whole dish mm-hmm. will only have like two milligrams of THC. And they're doing three different courses. Um, So they'll then build up. And then some of the dishes like towards the end or in the middle, they'll have CBD to kind of bring them back down. So Mm -hmm. I, I like that, that creative control or that creative flow of where you want people to experience the infused food. But you also don't want them to not be able to go home.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. You want people to enjoy the experience (laughs) yeah, (laughs) and be able to function, like you said. So I I really do like that aspect because they really did pay attention. In the one episode that I did see, uh, Mm -hmm. there was a big focus on the dosing and very precise dosing, which of course for a home cook can be pretty difficult to do sometimes. Yes. Um, I have, obviously, if you know the potency of the cannabis that you're using, that can help and the calculations aren't too difficult to make. Um, I have a tea check device as well. Have you guys heard of one of those things? I have it. It's like a a handheld device that will allow you to test the potency of your infusions. And then you can also, Uh there's an add-on, I don't have it, but an add-on where you can test the potency of your flower as well, which really helps. But for a lot of people, it's a little, it's a little pricey. And for as much as I've used it, like it's really simple, but you know, it just depends on whether or not you want to spend the money on it. but from what I can tell so far, it's pretty accurate. So what do you guys just do like your own calculations, I guess, when you're trying to figure out the potency of your of your infusions and therefore your edibles?
1: Yes, yeah, so we have a specific flower that we've been using that we do know the percentage. and mm-hmm. so with knowing that we just do our own calculations um, when it comes to creating the oil. and then like when we uh, we use, the amount of oil we just divide that by the amount of serving for whatever it is that we're creating. So yeah, mm-hmm. we do the math. But um, for catering orders or infused orders, we have a specific limit, and we'll make sure that it's portioned off or labeled correctly for people that are consuming.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's way more important now. I think people just want to know. Like even when I'm making cookies to give to like friends or something,
2: mm-hmm. I will
0: always write on on the. T- 10 or whatever like how much thc i think is in it, based on my calculations just so people have an idea and it helps also people to like figure out what their potency or their tolerance level is because some people like you said ashley five milligrams is good for you i know people that have crazy high tolerances i'm somewhere around (laughs) 40 milligrams so it varies so much from person to person and i often find it has a lot less to do with like like height and body weight and all that stuff, it seems pretty uh random sometimes, but
1: Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. that and that goes into just the way that your body metabolizes uh food.
0: Yeah, you know, yeah, and, exactly. As well
1: as cannabis. Um, yeah, so yeah, that plays a big part in it.
0: Yeah. So you guys are doing infused orders as well? Yes. Oh, yeah we
1: specialize in uh desserts desserts specifically uh from the cookbook um but we do take you know occasionally you know some different orders that that may challenge our creative expertise
0: right well if you're not learning you're not growing right as they say (laughs) yeah that's pretty cool do you guys have anybody in the cannabis industry right now that you admire that you look up to
1: um, I do. It's a, a chef by the name of Andrea Drummer. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard out there, but she's a part of the Lowell Cafe. And that's the first cannabis consumption uh, cafe out in Hollywood. Okay. They, um, they allow you to smoke there um, on the premises. The food isn't medicated, but she's just a phenomenal, phenomenal chef. And uh, that's definitely someone that
0: I admire okay
1: or we both admire actually mm-hmm. yeah,
2: Very yeah much so. was there
0: any anybody else you wanted to add to that dennis
2: um i think it's more so not just a person but the ball family within the cannabis industry um they have a, a premium cannabis down here um and i just like the way that they run their business how professional they are with their cannabis uh the cannabis industry is is developing and evolving right in front of our eyes. So to see some of these brands uh, come out that are very, very high quality and just uh, aware of what they're doing is very big for me and just helping us all um, continue to push the cannabis industry forward. So definitely the Ball Family Farms as well.
0: Okay, I'll check both of those those family and people out for sure. It's definitely a very exciting time in the cannabis industry just because things are changing so much. And of course, I'm fortunate in Canada that, uh, they legalized it and it's still crazy because people, especially people of a certain age are still, Mm -hmm. they're still trying to wrap their brains around the fact that, that they, um, can just go into a store and buy it now when, you know, like it wasn't that long ago, you could get arrested for this stuff and yeah, what a great time to be alive.
1: Yeah. 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 It's very different.
0: Yeah. Um, just to wrap things up then, I know you guys are going to be doing, or you guys are doing joint sessions on Instagram live Saturdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Is that what time zone you're in? Mm -hmm. Yes, correct. Right. Yeah. So I just wanted to let everybody know about that so you can, so people can tune in and check out what you guys are talking about. What's sort of the, the focus of the joint sessions that you're doing? Is there any sort of focus or theme or? Yes. Go ahead, Ash.
1: Um, So for, for me, it was I'm in this um, medicinal cannabis program, the first master's program in the nation, and I'm getting exposed to this information. But the way that I learn, I, I'm very hands on and I need to be able to like immediately apply some of the things that I'm learning for me to really be able to retain it mm-hmm. and being able to uh work with Dennis. We don't usually, well, I know, let me speak for myself. I don't really like uh talk too much about what it is that I do. And mm-hmm. so I know that this was an opportunity for us to both grow and step outside of our comfort zones
2: mm-hmm. and
1: really just be able to provide an education piece to the one of our core values of the company, which is being able to educate others about cannabis. And so that's kind of how it 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 developed and um it's it's exciting because there were just certain times where it's like oh man is this the right thing to do should we start now and had we waited it would be uh almost what three or four weeks uh you know still thinking about oh should we do this now
0: Mm -hmm. yeah i hear you
2: yeah very much so just to piggyback what i actually saying um our goal is definitely to continue to share the cannabis education that we gain. Uh, we try to dive into the industry in different ways every week. This like, yeah. we do different topics. We do uh, hemp and the uses of hemp. We talk about different strains. We talk about the medicinal benefits of it. Uh, we, we just dive into all things, cannabis, just to try to educate more people. Like actually said, she's in a master's program right now, uh, but that education, as soon as she gets it, our goal is to then share it with the world. Uh, and share the benefits of everything. So it's really just a cannabis educator.
0: Well, I think that's fantastic. Sorry, you were going to say Ashley? Yeah, real quick. It
1: also helps us stay, you know, in the know with what's going on um, Mm -hmm. and and forces us to make sure that we're still doing what we said as far as being students of the industry and, you know, constantly learning and, and looking to grow ourselves and then in turn be able to grow you know our audience
0: Mm -hmm. well I totally I totally hear you Ashley and Dennis but Ashley you mentioned about how you learn by doing and I feel like I'm the same way and I feel it's the same with the podcast that I started if I had thought about it too much and I probably wouldn't have ever recorded the first episode and then I wouldn't be sitting here with you two today and as soon as you stop deciding you know oh I know everything then I think that's when the world starts to pass you by because you're always learning and growing. So I think that the Mm -hmm. fact that you guys are doing these joint sessions on Instagram live is fantastic. And I'm sure it's going to grow over time because people want to know and they want, they're looking for voices out there of people who know what they're talking about, but are also willing to say, I'm still learning and I'm still growing. So
1: Uh, yeah, that's awesome. And thank you so much for, you know, saying yes and, uh, you know, believing in yourself and, and pushing and play on that, because now, you know, we have this opportunity to to come on here and share this space. So I yeah. appreciate you for that. Yeah.
0: Well, care. I hope everybody, I'm going to put the link in the show notes for the, your cookbook that you have, and also where people can find you on Instagram uh, and your joint sessions. Uh, Dennis, I think we spoke that you were willing to share the guacamole recipe from your book. And I you am. Uh, that that's wonderful from a self-professed (laughs) guacamole expert no less. So that's pretty exciting. And I just want to thank you both for taking the time out of your busy day to be here with me today. And it's very appreciated. I think you guys are doing great things in the world and yeah. Thank you.
1: And also we wanted to be able to, uh, give away one of our uh, Uh e-cookbooks to some of your listeners.
0: I think that would be fantastic. I know they would definitely be interested in that. So we'll figure out how to do that. And I hope you guys have a wonderful day.
1: Thank you. Thank you, too. you so much, Marge. We appreciate it.
0: Yeah. All right. What a great conversation I had with Ashley and Dennis. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. You can find Ashley and Dennis on Instagram at GreenLightProject underscore. Or you can also find them online and see what they're up to. And their web address is www.glp420.com. Don't worry, I'm gonna put all of that in the show notes so you can easily find them online. And just so you know, I encourage you to head over to Instagram because we're doing a giveaway. Ashley and Dennis have generously offered to give away two copies of their cookbook, Smoke from the Pot, to Lucky Listeners. So I encourage you to go over there. You'll see the instructions on my Instagram at Bite Me Podcast and you can join from there. And in the meanwhile, the guacamole recipe that they generously offered to share from their cookbook will be found in the show notes over on the website. So check that out at bitemepodcast.com. If you enjoyed this this episode, please let me know. I love to get feedback from you guys, and I'm hoping to have more guests on the show in the upcoming weeks. But until then, I hope that inspired you to get creative in your kitchen. Again, making some delicious edibles that you can enjoy and share with people you care about. And until next time, my friends, stay high.